Hi, my name's Dan, I'm here with G, and this is the Wrong Football NFL Podcast. What are we doing again? Thanks for joining us again this week. It's uh, yeah, it's another uh, another week closer to the uh, to the end of the season. We're starting to get there now, and it's uh, it's beginning to look a bit like Christmas, isn't it, Jay? Oh dear! <laughs> <laughs> it's not, we're not quite at uh, not quite at Sleigh Bells uh, episode yet. That'll be next week. But uh, well, yeah, the the um, severely sprained ankle. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, of course. We'll have to go down enough for me to be able to get into the loft to re- to retrieve them. But I, I will do my best. <laughs> Good point. Good point. How have you been, other than obviously spraining your ankle and uh, and, and Bengals not being very good? How, how have you been, other than that? Um, I've had internet problems today. Um, you know, we've got Windows, so you know the build is continuing. <laughs> but um, yeah, That's always I am so. I'm kind of ready for the Christmas break. Um, yes. I, I know it won't yeah. be full of festive cheer, but you know it will be. You know, it will be nice to have a little bit of a change of scene, and you know, a house that doesn't have gaping holes in it. Absolutely. Well, let's uh, let's start talking about the. Uh, let's have a look at the news around the league. So, uh, one thing that uh, caught my eye this week. Uh, this um, I'm trying to think when it was that this was announced. I've got a feeling it was Monday. It would make sense for it to have been Monday. Um, the the Raiders have decided to uh, part company with Paul Gunther, um, their their former uh, defensive coordinator. Uh, they'd lost three out of their last four games, and the one win that they had to have was uh, was well probably closer than they would have liked against the uh, the New York Jets. Um, how how do you take this one? What's the uh, what's what's your thoughts on this one, G? I always feel a little bit um, troubled about making the, having these discussions just after someone's been fired and I'm sort yeah. of worried that there's a family having to up sticks and all sorts of going on and nobody wants to have fire. But I was also someone who coming into the season was critical of the fact that the um, Raiders' defence hadn't ranked above the 30s by DVOA since Paul Gunther had got there. And yeah. I wasn't convinced that... Um, post him he inherited the Bengals defense from Mike Zimmer and did really well with it initially but I've not seen him build a good defense since then and so I was you know I had my concerns going into the season and ultimately those concerns seem to have borne fruit and um, sort of ironically the, the, the defense is actually ranked a little better it's up in the 20s I believe at the moment I'd need to check after this week's debacle but yeah um, it was not enough and, and when your head coach starts talking about the fact that you know you can't rely on your defense and you're worried every time you're punting the ball then the writing's mm. sort of on the wall yeah I think I think it is it's uh, yeah it's, you've never got long when that kind of comment's been uh, floated around has it um, there's no. been a, uh, a bit of, bit of uh, COVID development as well this week, wasn't there? I think was the uh, the Panthers were were struck a little after yeah. uh, after we recorded last week. So, so after we recorded, the Panthers managed to have eight people placed on the COVID list, and the game just sort of rolled in. There was no delay. There was no nothing. They, they obviously felt they'd done enough contact tracing, and off they went. Um, yeah. We also had last week the slightly odd situation where um, Des Bryant was on the sideline. Well, no, not on the sideline, but actually on the field, warming up, having had inconclusive tests, and then was pulled yeah. away to have another test, or, or had had another test because of those inclusives, and pulled away positive. And it was just like, this is just... All of this feels like the, the NFL have got the, sort of, the finishing line in sight, and they're, they're finishing come hell or high water. Yeah, and, and just, it, just it feels get like, on with it. 
yeah, it feels like a very different interpretation to the um, protocols that we were seeing in like the first six weeks of the season. Certainly, definitely, definitely. Um, one thing that I spotted in the uh, the news, and this is this has just come out today as we record Tuesday. Um, I don't know if you've seen this, G. Um, the, the, the it's been announced by CBS that the uh, the AFC Wild Card game. On January the 10th. I think I know where you're going. You've I think I've seen, seen this. It's going I've... to be simulcast on on Nickelodeon uh, in America for an aimed yes. tailored towards young fans using things using altered reality and things like that, and uh, with sort of end zones with slime in them and googly eyes on players and big crashes as the uh, as the players hit each other. That's quite interesting, isn't it? I quite want to watch that. I think. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking I I don't really have a strong reaction. I don't have like a like a you know an inbuilt enthusiasm for um, Nickelodeon particularly. I mean you know right. I can sing at least the start of the um, SpongeBob SquarePants theme, but you know <laughs> I'll rest my voice for now. Um, <laughs> but it's kind of yeah no I have no idea if it works. I mean what works is you know good games and fast-paced action, and you know the problem with, with the NFL can be the breaks and, and holding the attention yeah, so um, so um, I don't know but I, I guess the NFL are trying to expand their uh, um, the their sort of fan base and reach and bring on a new generation and um, all I can really say is that um, I'm glad they're trying things and we shall see what happens we shall we shall right shall we uh, move on with the games we can try okay let's go on with the, uh, the games and it was, uh, it was week 14 that uh, we've just uh, we've just seen at the uh, uh, the conclusion to uh, it started on Thursday with uh, the New England Patriots and the LA Rams and under things you love to see it's the New England Patriots getting getting hammered um, yeah you beat me to the punch there I was just about to ask I bet you how much did you love this game oh very much so so it was it was uh, yeah it was 24-3 to the LA Rams uh, the, it was the first time the Patriots have lost uh, seven games in a season since 2002 um, the loss makes it impossible for the Patriots to win the AFC East which uh, again is another thing you love to see uh, Rams on the other hand are now top of the NFC West and, uh, and both kind of so they're uh, they're kind of both at uh, opposite ends of their, uh, their leagues. Um, both teams struggled on this one in the air, um, but Cam Akers obviously uh, obviously did a bit of job better job of the uh, the running for, uh, for for the Rams, who kind of made it, made the difference there, didn't they? Yeah, uh, they had a more balanced team this round. So although um, Belichick's defense were able to stifle Goff a bit in the air. Um, the Rams had the defence and a running game to yeah. um, oversee it and they weren't tied into Todd Gurley and this was a pretty good all-round performance to, to, to guts out the win and yeah in the end beat the Patriots pretty handily yeah it was uh, they certainly did um, the Carolina Panthers despite their uh, as we mentioned their, their eight um, positive Covid uh, tests uh, they they managed to keep it close against the Denver Broncos. It was thirty two twenty seven in the end to the uh, to the Denver Broncos. Uh, Drew Locke had a, a career game with uh, four touchdowns, helping his uh, his team to victory this week. Uh, Panthers pulled uh, pulled this one to within a, a touchdown, but uh, couldn't capitalise at the end. And uh, yeah, Broncos went on to uh, on to win it. Yeah, and um, this is an interesting one for me because the sort of the, the sort of view on Drew Locke was almost like turning. Over, oh, they don't have an answer at quarterback, you know. Uh, oh, they'll be needing to do something in the um, in yeah. the off season. And then suddenly he has a game like this, and you're like, "Is this a thing? Is this not a thing?" And it feels <laughs> like between his injuries and the up and down nature of the Broncos, I'm not sure how good an evaluation they have of him, and 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 how things can move forward. Um, it, it's it's. I'm mean, certainly good leadership does not involve being 
you know shown up as a close contact but they were doing extra work sort of mm. doing film study but it's just yeah I, I don't have a good feel for for the um, Broncos and meanwhile my positive feelings about the Panthers and certainly earlier in the season when they got back to four and four seems to be falling over a bit now that um, they've uh, not won a game since yeah they're uh, yeah they've 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 fallen they've certainly fallen off in the last in the last few weeks it's not been uh, yeah not been looking great for them yeah no i was really quite uh, quite sort of bullish on the Panthers early in the season and mm. they've not sustained it but but it's still sort of you know a college coach's first year in the nfl young defense offense i think it's one it's a situation to watch and maybe there'll be one going well we've got our bridge quarterback if you'll pardon the bridgewater pun but um <laughs> It, you know, it, it's whether they will might make a move for one of the young quarterbacks in this one, or whether they're happy there, and it's just a case of building step by step and uh, and moulding the roster and, and getting an actual proper off season, which might help. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Texans and the Bears met on Sunday. Both of these teams reversed their their look from the last few weeks. Uh, it was quite a dominant victory for the uh, the Bears, whose uh, defense managed seven sacks, the most uh, that they've got in over fifteen years. Um, it was thirty six points to seven to the uh, Chicago Bears in the end. Uh, really took control in the uh, in the second quarter and, uh, and and never really looked back. Yeah, I mean, there's an important theme which I don't think we've um, covered in in these games so far, but is one that was. Um, very evident to me which is that my picks being utterly utterly wrong and so um with the bears <laughs> struggling and losing and the defense seeming to be no good i was like confidently going hmm, you know what after after the texans looked good last week i think they will cover and oh no they didn't and you know it's no small feat to have the most sacks in like in, 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 for a chicago yeah. bears defense however back you go could go considering how good a series of defenses the bears have had over the years so Absolutely. It's a pretty impressive performance. It's a bit too late, but Trubisky is doing that thing he does where he sort of teases. But you know, I I don't think he's the quarterback for the long term. I do think they need no. to do something else. But um, whether it's weird because Matt Nagy got that one season out of him, but then hasn't convinced. So do we need another quarterbacks, you know, friendly coach to to rescue him, or does it need a full rebuild? I personally, I think they they need somebody else. I don't think uh, I don't think Trubisky is the man there. I, I would tend to agree with you. I just wonder if there is a rebuild and somebody wonders whether he can do something with it. You, you, I mean, you know, quarterbacks get lots of chances in this league, obviously. So, you know, somebody might take a punt on him. But it, it was, yeah, it's not been a good season for the Bears, certainly. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of not a good season, um, Andy Dalton now at the uh, Dallas Cowboys. He returned to uh, Cincinnati this week. Um, it was a, it was a happy return for him. It was uh, his team managed to win thirty points to seven. Uh, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, it's it's uh, maybe their fourth win, but it's just the the first time that they've won by more than three points all season. Um, three first quarter fumble turnovers from the Bengals, including one which uh, led to a touchdown. Uh, kind of set the tone for this, didn't it? Yeah, we were rubbish. I mean, I mean, there's only so many ways I can dress it up. It, it, it's just like we are bad in all three phases. Um, we are not a good football team. The Dallas Cowboys just beat us by 23 points. I, there's only so many ways you can dress it up, I'm afraid. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, I think you're right. I think you're right. <laughs> uh, I, I'm sorry if I'm bringing you down on a Sunday when, when uh, we're discussing games. No, I'm trying not to, but... Your text messages, <laughs> I'll just just as a, a kind of breaking the fourth wall a little, that your text messages over the last few, last few weeks, whenever we're talking about football, just make me want to sit and have a little cry for a minute. <laughs> I'm 
not trying to put it on or anything. I'm just, <laughs> I, I, this is my process for dealing with this. You, I, I'm not like insanely optimistic as you are. I tend to be a bit of a row, you know, but you know, reasonably confident. And then when it's this bad, you just have to settle in like, no, this is bad. There is no hope. This is rubbish. <laughs> the coach doesn't know what he's doing. No one knows what they're doing. This needs like a giant reset because, you know, otherwise we're going to waste a phenomenally talented quarterback. And he's only played, you know, uh, he's not even played a full season because we broke him because yeah. we can't block for him. Let's move yeah. on before I d- d- depress everybody. Let's move on, shall we? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, the the, uh, the Packers confirmed their uh, their finish at the top of the NFC North this week. Uh, you'd have to, I think you'd you'd have to go some some way to uh, look past them to represent the NFC in the, the uh, Super Bowl this year for me. Uh, it was t- thirty one points to twenty four to the uh, the Packers against the Detroit Lions. Uh, Lions couldn't capitalise on their their win last week, and they're uh, yeah they're now now at the opposite end of that division at the at the bottom of the NFC North. Yeah, um, the Lions perhaps held up for a second week long, you know, better than I was perhaps expecting them to. But um, the fact of the matter is um, that Aaron Rodgers is playing really well. The one thing that worries me about the Packers is still, I still have questions about their pass, not their pass, their rush defense. And they just feels like every now and again against a big side, they might drop a clanger. So, you know, we shall see. And obviously if they can play at home, I don't know how much home field advantage they get, but um, Aaron Rodgers was saying that basically I don't think he's ever ever held, you know, being able to play an NFC Championship game at Lambeau Field. So, you know, I, they're up there. It feels like there's a bit of more of a mix in the NFC than there is in the AFC, but, you know, they are undoubtedly a good team and doing much better than I predicted before the start of the season. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Well, I think more than I think they're doing better than I expected as well. It's uh, yeah, it's quite. quite I, nice I mean, I wasn't down down on them. I was just expecting, you know, they won so many games last year and weren't that convincing that I I thought they were a natural regression um, to the mean yeah. just because teams yeah. like work like that. You know, I expected them to win, but yeah, they they've come out and won a lot of games, and yeah, they're a good football team. Mm. Speaking of uh, pretty good football teams, the uh, the Tennessee Titans had a pretty easy. Uh, easy game this week. They uh, they played the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars and won fairly convincingly as well. Thirty one points again, to ten. Yeah, again, again with uh, Gavin picking the wrong t- side. <laughs> yes, he did. You did. Uh, Thirty one points to ten. I think I did as well though, so I won't worry on that. Um, surprise, surprise! Derek Henry had a, had another amazing game. Two hundred and fifteen rushing yards and two touchdowns. He is uh, yeah, he's something of a, uh, of a of a of a breakout this season. Um, yeah. And also, I don't know if you saw the amazing. It was quite a really really good catch uh, from AJ Brown as well. Um, yeah, ridiculous one-hander that was just like yeah. good grief. <laughs> no, no business catching that, catching that ball. No, absolutely, it was, it was, it was pretty incredible. And I thought that uh, Mike Lennon had given the Jaguars a bit of balance, and I thought I quite fancied them to come into this game and do okay. And it turned out that um, we had a sighting of Gardner Minshew and um, Jason Robinson had a very good game and scored me fantasy points, which I couldn't use because he was on the bench. But yeah. The, yeah, the Jags just couldn't keep up with the Titans. I think the worry for me about the Titans is still that they have very little pass rush. And so if they get, again, when they go against a competent team, if you saw, you know, some of the games they've lost recently, there are questions about them going into the playoffs. But, you know, they are a, they are a good team on their day and, you know, they're, they're lot better than a lot of a league yeah agreed agreed um well let's move on to the uh, the chiefs and the dolphins uh, this was one one of your predictions your bold predictions that the uh, the, the dolphins would cover uh, and they mm-hmm. did it was uh, it was we didn't manage the uh, the win but it was a uh, it was a close game 33 points to 27 uh, to the Kansas City Chiefs which actually clinches the uh, AFC West for uh, for the, the Chiefs um it was another game of well, a sort of game of two halves for the dolphins we were really good in the first and fourth quarters and crap on the second and third um i mean got, got, it's not got close. often 
it's not often that you see the opposing quarterback give up a 30-yard sack. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, th- uh, fourth, fourth, and, fourth and 42. Yeah, I, I, we I'm glad you had the Browns. that. We were talking about the Browns earlier in the season. I think I got a, a fourth and 40. This yes, was a and fourth it was and 42. You were very proud of yourself because it was sort of a. Um, um, you were saying that they were social distancing from the from the um, yeah, was, first yeah. down la- marker, but oh, yeah, I, have, I mean, I was, I was very witty that week, wasn't I? I was on right on the brilliant. Either that, or, either that, or, or you'd been on Twitter stealing from somebody. But yeah, you know, three sacks, including that one for thirty odd yards, and three interceptions, and Mahomes is still inevitable. And is. well, he's, no, but he's. I think this has shown that he's human. He he threw three uh, three interceptions. I think the thing about that though is it's the cluster of sport uh, of scores that makes them so scary. So it, it's the um, it's the that outburst at the um, sort of like start of the third quarter, end of the second, where yeah. they go through these these things where they caught score quick succession um, touchdowns. And it's the thing I think we were talking about last year. It's not just that Mahomes is really good, even when he's having what is for him an off day, because um, he pretty much um, doubled his. Uh, interception tally for the season but um it's that they can score so quickly and and, and it's very hard even if you're containing for them you only have to you know have a bad 10 minutes and suddenly they've scored two touchdowns and pulled away dolphins now have the uh the um honor of having the uh, most consecutive games with a uh, with a takeaway i can't remember the exact number it is but it's the most in the league and xavier howard i want to say it's his eighth eighth game in a row with an interception that sounds right. I've only seen the highlights, but I think Scary. that sounds right for the game. Very um, good. You have you have a good team, and um, I'll be interested to see what Tua does. Um, you know, it would into be the nice when he's got some when he's got some tools. He, he was <laughs> he was without. I mean, he he had. I think the, I think it was the top the, the top three top three um, wide receivers. Kasiki went out towards the end. Uh, we were without two of our our, our, our starting two running backs. We were we were we were broken on offense, and so to get 316 yards without yeah, those been main imp- targets being available was I think I've was been pretty impressed good. with uh, um, Gasicki. I can see why you tried to put a sneaky um, trade oh, offer in for I him. I tell you, I've been saying for I've been saying for a couple of years now. He is he is going to be very good. I think next <laughs> season in redraft in redraft leagues, he is a he is a sort of a relatively early pick for for a tight end. I would say. Yeah, definitely. Um, anyway, should we, should move we move on. away from, 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 from <laughs> before this becomes just a full-on Dolphins podcast? Yes, yeah, that's, it wasn't that long. Um, <laughs> we'll move on to the Cardinals and the Giants. Another one that you predicted, of course, you, uh, you predicted the Giants would win this one for some, for some reason. Uh, it was 26 points to 7 to the Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals have suffered of late, but uh, they did manage to get back on track with a win here uh, against the Giants. Uh, they haven't won four in a row. The Giants, though, lost their, uh, lost their spot at the uh, top of the terrible NFC East. So it's interesting for me in that um, you're right and you're going, I don't see why. But I think one of the things that I failed to take account of, and, and this is what tripped me up in a couple of them, is that... Yeah, the Giants you- aren't very good. Well, yes and no. It's more <laughs> that we haven't seen that version of Kyler Murray for a number of weeks, and yeah. I think he must. I think it's just he got healthy because he looked like Kyler Murray again. He was rushing around and causing problems, and Daniel Jones came back and possibly answered your question about whether whether he's a, a good quarterback or not. And not. Uh, spoiler alert. 
Yeah, and um, so, you know, he gave up the ball a couple of times and Kyler Murray suddenly looked much more like Kyler Murray and suddenly um, the uh, Cardinals are winning and winning quite well. Yep, absolutely. Uh, the Vikings and the Buccaneers, this was a uh, an interesting game. Dan Bailey's going to be, uh, <laughs> for want of a better term, kicking himself. Uh, oh dear, you're game. so I'm proud sorry. of yourself, aren't you? Uh, you're just I've, I've got, so happy. I've, ri- I've written it down, I've got a little underline on my, on my, on my little notes. Um, it was fourteen twenty six to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, the uh, he, he missed three field goals, which could have uh, could have got Vikings right back into it. Uh, Brady didn't have a, have a very good game, though. He missed quite a lot of uh, of, of wide open targets, from what I could see. Um, and unfortunately, this loss for the Vikings does uh, mean that at the moment, as things stand, they do drop out of those uh, those playoff spots with three games to go. Yeah, and it does feel like this is because they gave themselves so much to do with their poor start mm. to the season. Um, this sort of soft reboot, as people have called it, where they've you know shipped out players and 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 done so much on the defense. I mean, the one thing I would say is that the the Vikings Bills trade is one of those things which actually worked out spectacularly well for both teams because as we'll cover with the Bills in a bit um, Stefan Diggs has done wonders for their offence but the Vikings then used that pick on Jefferson and he's been outrageously good as a rookie so you've got one of those trades rare trades where it's doing really well but just the defence has come up but for whatever reason it didn't travel this week and Mm. coming off the bye the the Bucks they're still not firing right on offence but you know they put more more together than they have done done in previous games and look relatively comfortable in this one although as you say the kicking woes and is it me or do the Vikings always have problems with kickers Um, I've not noticed but or or at least recently it feels like recently but I I could be I could be wrong I mean you know it's not like the Bears where you have the wind and famously tough conditions actually the Steelers have that as well but just I just have this feeling that Vikings have had have been begat by um, kickers before yeah difficulty for kickers is you don't get uh, you you know their a mistake from a kicker is a is very noticeable one a lot more noticeable yes. than, than than some other positions so uh, particularly yeah, if you string you, three together from 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 like 30 yeah, exactly. 40 50 yards Exactly. Shank one left and pull the next three right. Yeah, it's it doesn't, uh, not doesn't right. take much more than that to be uh, finding yourself down the job centre Monday morning. No, um, and if you ever hear a special teams coach talking about kickers, yeah, <laughs> and they're all a bit different, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, the we were talking about the uh, the Raiders earlier. The, uh, the the Vegas Raiders. I've written Oakland Raiders on my notes. I fall into your trap. Uh, the <laughs> Vegas Raiders. Um, they, we said that mentioned earlier. They'd lost three out of their last four games, uh, having started six and three. They now find themselves seven and six. Um, they lost this one against the Indianapolis Colts, forty-four points to twenty-seven. Um, they might not have got as much going in the air, but the Colts were, were quite solid on the ground, weren't they? Jonathan Taylor got one hundred and fifty yards and two touchdowns, and cost me a lot of fantasy points. Yeah, they just got, <laughs> they just got run all over and um, couldn't get pressure on on a non-mobile quarterback with with a backup left tackle. It was you, know, you can understand you could understand there being a change needed to be made. Um, I don't know if this is going to help things and um, it, you know this season or whether it's too late. But yeah, it, it was the problems on defence were evident and the Colts sort of keep rumbling along um, doing pretty well and keeping themselves in the race for the AFC South yeah yeah. Um, the Jets and the Seahawks also met Sunday we thought that, well pretty was, was pretty sure the uh, Seahawks were going to win this one but uh, didn't think they'd win it by quite this much it was 40 points to 3 to the Seattle Seahawks um, it's the Jets 13th straight loss uh, which is their, their longest in franchise history Um 
they actually scored first uh, within the first five minutes, but uh, yeah, they couldn't find uh, couldn't find a way of getting any more points after that. Yeah, and I, I thought they'd done better in recent weeks. And obviously, the, the Seahawks had had a minor wobble, and I was expecting the Seahawks to win. But you know, I thought thirteen and a half was enough. Not by this enough. much, yeah, yeah, no, this 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 was a proper whooping, and um, maybe, maybe they all liked Greg Williams. Maybe that was it. Don't know, but yeah, strange one. And you know, the Jets. Jets. Are we going to be looking at the the first sixteen, or not the first, but the next zero and sixteen record? It, it's beginning to look, you know, awfully yeah. like it. It's certainly, yeah, it's, it's it's certainly looking that way. You can't see where Jets are going to pull a win out, can you? Well, the next three games are Rams, got, Browns, but... Patriots. No, oh, there we go. Uh, yeah, they're not going to beat the Rams. They're not going to beat. The... Yeah, they're 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 going zero and sixteen, aren't they? feels like it I mean you never know yeah. there might, something might strange might happen in the last week but you can't think Belichick is going to give anything to the Jets with his history so no I can't I wouldn't have thought so I wouldn't have thought so uh, the Falcons and the Chargers had a uh, had a very close game this, uh, this weekend it took a 43 yard field goal with uh, from the Chargers with, with time it was time expired to win the game uh, it was 20 points to 17 in the end uh, it was something of a comeback win from the uh, from the Chargers who were 17 down at, uh, at half at half time seven, sorry 17-10 down uh, at half time and uh, yeah both of these teams now find themselves on 4 and 9 for the season yeah and it's been a long time now since the um, Falcons won a game I was sort of talking about Raheem Morris making a difference and he did you know get them those four wins but it's been a while since they've had one of those and it's yeah. sort of like the Falcons got a little bit of a bump and then fallen back into finding ways to lose games and you know in, in, in the matchup of these two teams one of them had to win and you know for once it was the Chargers close yeah absolutely yeah um, I didn't see this one come in the uh, the Saints I think they might have uh, taken their foot off the gas having qualified for the, uh, the playoffs last week um, they were playing the Philadelphia Eagles this week it was uh, ended up 24 points to 21 uh, to the Philadelphia Eagles the Eagles had uh, uh, had two players with over 100 yards rushing in uh, in Miles Sanders and, uh, and their quarterback Jalen Hurts uh, but the uh, the Saints scored with one, 1 minute 29 remaining but they just uh, just couldn't quite get that uh, that comeback win could they yeah, no, they, I think I think you could be quite right in them taking the eye off the ball. I wonder if they took the Eagles a little lightly given the yeah, Eagles' I record so. this season. And it was kind of interesting that um, Taysom Hill was throwing the ball more, but once he got behind, you didn't feel like um, he was the kind of quarterback who could lead, lead the comeback. And I, I wonder if this is like the final year of a Taysom Hill experiment looking as this is what he looks like as a starter once people start having tape of, tape of him and, and what he does as a starting role and I think the big yeah. question for them really is how they can finish the season out and at what point does Drew Brees come back mm, yeah I think I think that's it it's, uh, that's certainly going to be interesting to, uh, interesting to see if, when, if and when they, uh, they do decide to, uh, to bring Drew Brees back Um. The Washington football team and the San Francisco 49ers. So uh, it was it was twenty three points to fifteen uh, to Washington. Washington scored um, two defensive touchdowns for the first time since week seventeen in nineteen ninety seven. Oh, that's a that's a stat you you enjoy digging out. Oh, I love yeah I'm, I, I, yeah I do like a, a stat. Um, they're now top of the NFC East uh, and they've won four games in a row and um, so it's, uh, things are looking pretty good there Alex Smith was taken off at half time wasn't he had a, uh, a calf strain which is, uh, is a bit scary for him given his uh, problems with his legs and he was replaced by uh, by Dwayne Haskins 
Yeah, and it's one of those things where the football team found a way. Um, yeah. They seem to have, um, they really do seem to have a defence and, and, and particularly a um, defensive line that is playing really well together. Um, I, did you see Chase Young's touchdown? Because it was did, a hell yeah. of a run. You know, it was one thing to scoop up that ball, but be able to sort of, you know, have the speed and the power to yeah, get to back get and, and get... That, you know, not, not, you know, pretty damn impressive for a defensive end. So, yeah, um it sort of goes back to Ron Rivera who's a good coach and has built a good culture there and it's probably going to be pretty depressing for the 49ers um, but it looks like that Washington maybe with a name change is going to be the um, NFC East um, representatives it and it's not that inconceivable that they might win a game but you know we, we should wow. wait and see and depends which not, quarterback yeah well, that's not that's well, not jump jump uh, jump well don't forget we have run. extra wild card teams so you know the the, the, the pool of um uh, of teams has been diluted a little with an extra fair one point. so we shall see yeah, fair point uh, the Steelers and the Bills Steelers have now lost two in a row um, which is which is very un y like this uh, this season uh, 26 points to 15 this one uh, this one finished um, B- Buffalo Bills haven't quite uh, qualified for the playoffs yet but they're not far off at all uh, Josh Allen has now surpassed Hall of Famer Jim Kelly for the most offensive touchdowns in a single season for Buffalo uh, in franchise history uh, 34 that is um, a pretty impressive franchise record to break. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, part of that is obviously the, the way that um, modern NFL offenses work, but um, it is also a sign that they have somebody capable of running a uh, modern NFL offense. Um, I think the problem with the Steelers, I mean, this is one of the ones that one of the rare occasions where I was right this week in that the Steelers basically have got cl- a cluster of injuries at linebacker. So they're struggling to be quite as good on defense and on offense. Um, they can't run the ball and teams have figured out that, yes, no, they are just trying to do all these short passes. And if you clamp down on them, Roethlisberger doesn't seem to be able to hurt you deep. And it's, it, it seems remarkably regular that the um, Steelers receivers are not looking the ball into their hands and so dropping them turning because they know they've got to make yards after catch to um, keep the offense going and and so they've been played with drops in recent weeks and the bills meanwhile um defenses come up to doing enough but their their offense is just you know this josh allen now is very different than he was one season two seasons ago you know he's developed a lot more than you would things and it's taken a little time but you know you get to the point where you would say actually maybe he was was the right quarterback to take in that in that draft after all it just took a little while for us to realize and i wonder yeah. how that might affect teams views on drafting quarterbacks going forwards i think you're spot on there yeah i think he's uh he has come on a a, a lot more than, than than like you say even 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 from last season yeah um, he's he looks like a, he's, he's so much more of a, an accomplished quarterback and, and and looks like he can he can really lead a team so uh, yeah doing yeah doing well. it, it's not it's sort of slightly dangerous so i don't want you to read too much into it but just his first season 52.8% completion percentage second season 58.8 this season 68.6 well there you go yeah yeah that's just what you need to know doesn't it yeah 28 touchdowns nine interceptions you know that's mm. that's you know really come on yeah um, well, the final game of the week was uh, on, uh, was on Monday night. Was uh, the Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns, and what a game this was! Uh, probably the highest scoring game I think we've seen for most of the year. Was uh, ended up forty seven points to forty two uh, to the Baltimore Ravens. Very close one. Uh, while Baltimore led uh, for most of the game, uh, the, the Browns the Browns did pull back uh, and they uh, took it. Uh, 
to with a, well they, they won it with a yeah, with a field goal the Brown, Ravens won it with a field goal uh, with two seconds to go um, then ended up then getting uh, two more points through a safety um, but uh, yeah it was a, it was a hell of a game wasn't it and it was uh, it was one of those where uh, I think people have been, uh, been, been going to be talking about it for a while yeah and it, it it was one of those ones where it started off relatively sedately you know we got to half time and it was like 14 all and the yeah. Ravens looked a little bit better and then the Browns managed a bit of a um, resurgence sort of late in the game uh, Lamar Jackson had to go off, off. he swears for um, a calf a cramp boo. and not yes and, and, and yes <laughs> <laughs> not one of them he's um, come out and, and, and addressed that rumour directly on Twitter I've, I've um, seen him I've seen him running th- running through the uh, through the tunnel to his uh, to his dressing room I know what he was running for but um, yes, it certainly wasn't so, a cramp. Anyway, the um, <laughs> I'm not engaging. I'm not discussing number twos on the podcast. <laughs> I refuse. There are some places I won't go through. I, I think my favourite moment, or at least there was a couple of good ones. It was the Browns touchdown that bounced off Kareem Hunt's hands and um, went on to Peoples Jones to, to um, um, catch in the end zone. There was the moment where Stavansky um, challenged and caught the Ravens with not. 12 players on the field but 15 players on defense as they were trying to make a substitution so but it it was a really good game and actually the the thing for me is the other takeaway is i mentioned earlier but kyler murray looked more like himself lamar jackson looked so much better running the ball and i'm just wondering with the delays and everything else whether this has helped him in a perverse way get his knee a little better because he was i know he was struggling with a knee injury earlier in the season but he looked again as good running the ball as he has done for a long time you sort of i noticed it with the run against the um against the Dallas Cowboys last week but you know it's one thing to run against a Cowboys defence that's sort of parting like the Red Sea in front of you and it's another one to do it against a Browns defence which has been pretty good this season uh, well I, I, didn't, I didn't actually manage to catch that game so well, I'm quite looking forward to seeing the, uh, the replay of it very shortly oh yeah no I, I would definitely yeah, that's, that, that would get a hearty Gavin recommendation to go back and watch I, I, I might be going back to watch the um, Chiefs Dolphins that's good enough for me <laughs> hey Dan it's the hardcore legend Mick Foley and I think everyone out there ought to know about your podcast The Wrong Football on iTunes okay on to this week's trivia and uh, it's my turn to go first this week uh, so I've got a uh, fairly short and, and, and sweet question this uh, this week for you, G. Mm-hmm. Um, which Motown singer tried out for the Detroit Lions in 1970? Which Motown singer? Yeah. Played a game. Not played a game. Tried out. Tried out. Oh wow! I have no idea. No idea at all. No I'm going to go with Marvin Gaye. Oh, you've got it. <laughs> no way. Yeah, Marvin Gaye. He uh, he bulked up nearly thirty pounds for his tryout. Didn't make it onto the uh, didn't make the cut, uh, but he did remain close with uh, with several of the players. Some of whom you'll like this sang backing vocals on his 1971 hit "What's Going On." That's amazing. Oh go. wow! This is this is proper Gavin sort of nerd areas of crossover here. I mean, <laughs> I 
I thought, oh, wow. I thought, I thought you'd like that. <laughs> I, I love this. This is brilliant. And, and I feel not only am I uh, amazed by my lucky guess, but I'm feeling distinctly like uh, like you should have saved that for last. I think we have um, overshot to open, and I feel like my, my, my um, trivia is oh, going yeah. to go out with a whimper, but I shall do what I can. I'm sure it'll be fine. Right, go on. So, Try me. Look, looking, looking ahead to this season, I know that you are enjoying the Dolphins having a better record than the Patriots. I am. But... When was the last time that you beat the Patriots whilst having a winning record? Uh, I have two possible answers. Mm-hmm. One is one is twenty sixteen, mm-hmm. and one is two thousand eight. I am going to go with twenty. Did we? Did, no, we definitely had a winning record. Did we beat the Patriots in twenty sixteen? Uh, yes, 2016. No, in fact, you were wrong twice because it wasn't 2008. Oh, Believe it or not, <laughs> it was. It's the 2005 season, but it was actually first of January 2006 right, when okay. you beat beat them with um, under Nick Saban with Gus Farrot as your quarterback. Wow! Now I've got you a follow-up stat. Gus Farrot. Wow. Okay. Yes. There were three quarterbacks who threw touchdowns in this game, but which quarterback threw the most? Uh, so you're gonna uh, Brady will have been at, at, at one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gus Farrot, you've mentioned. Mm-hmm. And 2005. So you're talking. Oh, is that too early for lemons? I think it. Pro- uh, it's it's whoever this person is is the answer. You've, you've said you've said Farrat and Brady's too obvious. Uh, I'll on, give I'll you half. I'll, I'll give you half for that. It's Matt Castle. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 yeah, I was taking a leaf out of your dad's book there. Yeah, it was there was yeah Brady would have been too obvious. Uh, you'd already mentioned Farrat, so it wasn't going to be him. Yeah, uh, Matt Castle. Fair enough. Okay, on to, on to, uh, on to week 15, we're, uh, we're nearly there. Um, and with week 15, start begins Saturday night football. Uh, so there's a couple of games on Saturday night, as well as the uh, usual Thursday, Sunday and, and Monday night games. Um, what's picking, what's, what's taking the, uh, what's, what's kind of drawing your eye this, this week, G? Um, I'm not that fussed by the um, Thursday night game. I, I mean, it, no. it might... Things might go interesting between the Chargers and Raiders, um, and neither of the Saturday games really. I'm sitting there thinking Washington Seattle has potential. I would say just because um, Seattle have been generally good fun and Washington have been doing okay recently. Um, those of you of the AFC East will obviously be tuning in to hope that the Dolphins will beat the Patriots, unless Dolphins you're from Patriots, Boston or the surrounding area. Yeah. Um, I. I mean, the the highlight of the week ha- probably has to be um, the Chiefs versus the Saints, and it just depends yeah, on which one. And I feel sorry for the all and sundry that the um, Monday night game, which I can totally see why it's the Monday night game coming into the season, because you 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 were thinking Joey Burrow and you know yeah, the big did, rivalry game cool between game. the Bengals and Steelers. Except for I've t- I've already revealed on this podcast that the Bengals lose to the Steelers a lot, and this is going to be <laughs> a miserable game. If there's any remedy. For for, for the um, um, Steelers' two-game losing streak, it is going to be facing the Bengals on Monday night, where a place where we wilt a lot of times anyway, even before we had, uh, you know, backup quarterbacks who weren't very good. 
in right. fairness, you might you might surprise you might surprise everybody. No, trust me. I I I have seen dysfunction before, and we are now in dysfunction. This isn't just like a bad football team. This is a we don't know what we're doing. Um, yeah, make a good bold prediction. <laughs> well i'm second guessing my bold prediction but i'm kind of lumbered with it i'm struggling with my dysfunction in the week but if you would like me to um reveal my nonsense then i shall go, do go for it i i am going to say that Jalen hurts is going to have more rushing yards than lamar jackson this week okay yeah i think that's a good one i'll let you have that Oh, you can't say it's not bold. The, um, no, the, no, the Ravens are playing bold. the Jaguars, which which yeah. is what's making me second guess myself. I thought the, the yeah. um, Ravens were going against somebody else, but I'm distinctly nervous about <laughs> this. Except there's nothing riding on it. Well, this is, this this week, I'm not, I'm now not sure whether to leave Lamar Jackson on, the, on my bench or not. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, literally, literally, I, I was counting just before we uh, before we started recording, and I left more points on the bench in my taxi squad than I did than I than I had on the field. Well, I thank you for it. That is a fact, and you won because of it. And it, it's it's fine. You're welcome. But but when I meet you next week or, or it, it, week sixteen to to finish off the the season, and I beat you, you're you're very confident that I'm That's... going to beat your work colleague <laughs> in, in the first round of the playoffs. And I'm distinctly not because if there's one thing we've known all season is I may have gone eight and six, but me getting the the, the optimal lineup for my team has been a real challenge through injury and other things. <laughs> it's been a good season and if anyone wants to uh, join us next season, let us let us know. I don't know how we how, how we how we go about putting people in but uh yeah. We, we can try and figure out a, um, a, a <laughs> some form of supplemental draft but yeah yeah, that, that'd be a nice headache for me to worry about in the off season thanks Dad but you'd you be busy. more than welcome and there, it's a nice bunch and you know uh, we're not just saying that because somehow we've come top of our divisions although we have well that's it for this episode we'll be uh, back again next week on a uh, episode which will be released on Christmas Eve so it will and truly be our, uh, our Christmas episode I uh, hope you've enjoyed what you've heard this week if you have be sure to uh, give us a rating and a review and maybe subscribe to us through uh, whatever medium you procure your podcasts uh, so that you don't miss out on anything each and every week throughout the season um, if you've got something to say or you want to get in touch it's at TWF Dan to get hold of me on Twitter and G is at wrongfootball uh, in the meantime keep your eyes peeled on the wrongfootball.com for more from G and uh, we'll see you again soon bye bye